Moxie is a valley girl. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And animation. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. And it's another episode of Hell of a Boss. Yay! Hot on the heels of the last one, which admittedly we weren't expecting because, of course, it was the... We were waiting for the law courts to do their thing. Yeah, well, we're not going to that now. But this is season two, episode five, um, Unhappy Campers, and it was worth the wait. Oh, oh it was so good so oh, good i know i think it's probably the funniest one that there's been this season i mean yes. i had a riot watching it yes i had to be careful not to poo that was that funny <laughs> so it opens with blitz going into a hospital in slow because he tries to sneak in through the window and i thought oh he's going to see stolas but no he's apparently trying to see his sister barbie in rehab but she's checked out according to the sardonic nurse there who's another baphomet baphomet whatever they're called you know the, the demon goats with candles on their heads mouth. yeah so she she seems to be kind of part slope demon part that and um she she calls him a deadbeat which obviously isn't very nice and saying that barbie does not want to see him under any circumstances whatsoever because she's got a job so he goes back to the office in a foul mood and moxie and millie are in are interviewing a client Yay! This is like the last, not the last, the first client we've seen since last season. Cherub, I think, and that must have been the last one. Yes, yeah, I don't, like that. I don't remember seeing any since then, unless you count Crim, which we don't because no, that was under false pretenses. So. Moxie is really made up about this job because it's an investigation because the client was murdered while at summer camp. Since looking at them, they were they've clearly drowned because they've got this kind of lava lampy drowny effect on them. Yeah, and um, and Mo- and Mo- somebody had drilled a hole in the boat that they were in, and they couldn't swim. It was one of the other camp counselors, yeah, because apparently only the camp counselors have access to the boats and were the only ones that knew that. The client couldn't swim. So Moxie's like, okay, we don't normally do investigations, but let's do this. So he goes into Blitz and tries to get him to be interested in him, but he's still in... Moxie, if you're not here in negative three seconds... Yeah, he is still pissed off and fretting about Barbie, so it tells him that it's his lookout. He's in charge of this one, and Moxie's like... Although, what's he doing with the Rolodex? I have absolutely no idea. He's frantically scrolling through a Rolodex. Well, later on, we see him going through virtually everybody he knows, ringing up about um, Barbie, so maybe it's that. I don't uh, know. Ah, okay. So, Mo- I love the fact that he's got a piece of technology that people born after 1990 will not recognise at all. <laughs> well, he is very retro in a lot of his interests. I mean, come on, he has a flintlock pistol, like he's a pirate or something. He is an old-school retro kind of guy. Yeah. So, the, yeah, Moxie sets up one of those um, investigation boards. boards, I know, with, with the red string everywhere, looking like that meme. And, um, uh, and Millie's like, isn't this all necessary? And he's like, gosh, it is, because he is really psyched up. She doesn't quite believe that... He's never been the lead. Yeah, she, she doesn't quite believe that Blitz has given him this one and isn't entirely sure, but he's thrilled, so she just goes along with it. So they, Couple goals. so they go to summer camp 
and they have to infiltrate the camp whilst in disguise. And Millie discovers the murderer instantly. But Moxie keeps insisting that it's just circumstantial evidence. I mean, yeah. Even though, like, there's the drugs, there's a drill for drilling a hole in boats, there's a lot, lot of cash. There's a guy looking drugs. incredibly shifty, but Moxie's like, no, it's not that easy. They're going to have to do some properly with the douchebag beard. thing, yeah. And um, Millie is obviously pissed off, but she just goes along with it because, well, what the hell? And um, so their disguises. Uh, what's Millie disguised as? She is disguised as a kind of skater boy. Um, she's called Millard, I think. Millard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Millard. So, so she's got yeah. a beanie hat and um, a, a, like a, a t-shirt, a thing. wacky t-shirt, some baggy combat. So basically, like every skater boy that you ever saw around about, I don't know, the nineties, early noughties, etc. And what about Moxie? Moxie is calling himself Moxine and calling himself the prettiest girl in my school. I can't do the voice at all. He's doing this prettiest kind of girl in my school, valley girl accent with kind of like his um with fake nails and uh, his horns are uh, covered by white bunches yeah looking like baby spice and he's got a choker and and uh, a bustier and it's reminding me that my butt will never be as good as a fictional demon's butt because he goes sashaying over because he spots the kind of mean girls of the setting and tries to ingratiate himself with them but they're not having any of it yeah they think his red skin is due to a bad fake tan and they're going, oh, what happened to your legs? They're making out he's a freak. And yet they then catch sight of Millie playing basketball. Well, no, it's not basketball. What volleyball. Is it? volleyball. Oh, oh, me and sports just don't mix, you know. Well, there are a load of balls. <laughs> I know. There's a ball there. I'm not interested. Oh, I like volleyball. But anyway, they're like, oh, look at him. Look at his tan. And they're smitten. I love the way that Millie tosses her hair and there's a whole kind of anime falling like, in love type sequence. Uh. They're like, oh, look at him. Oh, and I love the voice that she does as Millie. She does this. Hey. I know. And um, she does a really impressive spike that kind of pummels this poor guy into the ground. And the same. Like knocks one of his eyes out, knocks his teeth out, leaves a crater in the ground. Yeah, this him poor guy ends up being, ending up in that crater throughout the episode and it's just really good to see Millie in her element for a change because she is normally the unsung hero of Hell of a Boss because sure she's probably the best of the assassins but otherwise she is effectively plus one to Moxie a lot of the time so it was great seeing an episode where she uh, takes the lead yeah where she's able to display her I talents mean, we and all her know comic she takes abilities. the lead in the bedroom right <laughs> uh, and yeah she, she quickly builds a following amongst the campers they all think she's they're terrific. all sending her news Especially the girls. Oh, and, and this musical number was fantastic. So it's basically, I think... High school musical? Yeah, I'm sure it's inspired by that. So, With lyrics and a bouncing Millie head. So yeah, Millie singing and having a sing-along songs type head. I thought that was terrific. It, it really made me laugh. And, and just hearing her sing, because I think this is only the second time in the series we've heard her sing. She... um sang um, You're My Little Monster or whatever it's called mm. with Moxie and Seeing Stars but she she finally gets a song to herself solo and boy can she sing and poor Moxie um, he is just person and hunger out and nobody likes him they, they kind of like keep writing bitch on his tent and he keeps being attacked by animals including the obligatory shark and the bear <laughs> while he's doing things and um, this does lead to them having a fight probably the most serious fight we've seen them have because Millie, she finally feels like she's important, that people like her, that people are recognising her efforts because they want her to perform in um, 
locally or, and be filmed and on the TV. And, and he's like, well, isn't that blowing our cover? And and she's just upset and and thinking that he's jealous. But to be honest, he is kind of. And um, so, so they have their most serious fight ever. In the meantime, Blitz has been going around threatening various people, trying to trying to find Barbie's whereabouts. And he finally gets given an Asmodian crystal. And this is where the... So, remind me, what is an Asmodian crystal? So, an Asmodian crystal is, um, I imagine they're made by Ozzy going by because it's his name, Asmodeus. Um, it allows you to travel to the human world without needing a grimoire or portal or anything like that. It okay. just lets you go there. So, he manages to get this off this guy and he ends up there. And um, he ends up landing on Moxie while uh, Moxie is trying to um, finally um, get this guy. And um, what was it? Oh, God. This is what happens when you watch things and then recall straight afterwards. Did he, did he um, give the pep talk for Millie before or after this moment with Blitz? Because he appears on the stage and goes on about how she's the love of his life and everything, which obviously is a bit it's weird. It's before the moment with Blitz because, because he leaves the stage... In all, and then bumps into Blitz, he lands on Blitz. Yeah, sure. But before that, they're meant to be brother and sister, so going on about how the... The love <laughs> of my life, my wife, sister, yeah, brother. <laughs> I know, raising yeah. a few eyebrows to say the least, but Millie is touched because they, they finally made up because they have been on relatively frosty terms for most of this episode. And um, so Blitz tells him that he's there to see his sister and um, they go into the hut where, sure enough, Barbie is in a human disguise and um, with the dodgy camp counsellor. And he's again, has a ton of heroin, um, a big sack of money, and he is her dealer. So um, she naturally does not want Moxie or Blitz to kill him for that matter. And this was the one part, I mean, I don't know whether it's simply that... And Moxie was just going to finish the job. Well, you can't blame him. I mean, come on, it's taken a week and Blitz is already saying, well, why is it taking a week? This is the one part of the episode. I don't know whether it's simply because everybody's been headcanoning this so violently, but Barbie was not worth the wait, or at least not in my well, opinion. I think it was worth the wait because you think that she was going to be like a nice character, the long-lost sister, but she turns out to be an absolute see you next Tuesday. I think we can safely say that Blitz is by far the nicer sibling. I mean, it could be in another episode we find out why she's so hostile to him. I don't care. But at this point, she just comes across as just a mean mouthed drug bitch cow exactly and blitz obviously is really upset and wants to see his sister but she doesn't care so they all start fighting because i like the fact she's got ram horns <laughs> yeah the, the ram horns are cool so she and moxie and the guy or rather she and moxie are fighting to stop him from killing the guy and there's a boat and various other pits and bobs and blitz is trying to stop them from fighting yeah it, it it's all and in the in the back, and they make angry cat noises. <laughs> yeah, they they are very very similar. So yeah, you meanwhile, can, you can tell they're twins. Millard is holding the stage, uh, you know, setting things on fire, explosions going off, doing a whole. Is it Justin Bieber? Or yeah, that... Justin Bieber, accidentally vaporizing the lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and all the girls are like, Aah! and just. And um, ultimately, it's Millie that kills the guy because she sets off a firework, is it? And yep. it just, it just reduces him through the window. to a pile of bloody goo and goes all over Moxie, 
Barbie and Blitz. I, I, I like it when um, Barb throws a, a wad of heroin at uh, at the others. Uh, is it Barb who throws the heroin? I thought or is it was the, the, the douchebag, yeah. yeah. So douchebag throws the bag of heroin at the three fighting demons and they just get huge black eyes. I mean, chances are somebody did mention his name, but I can't remember it. All I we don't know is. remember, nor do I care. Yeah, no, all we know is. He's, he's douchebag. He's a to douchey me. teenager that is, um, well, far too easily manipulated by Barb waggling her bum at him, which considering she's like. 36 is a bit gross, but I suppose teenage Excuse boys. In a... Excuse me. I if I, I can waggle my bum at people. No, if I want. I'm not saying that that's gross because obviously I'm only a year older than her and Blitz. I'm saying it's gross for her to be waggling her bum at a teenage boy. Well, I mean, if they're <laughs> over the age of consent, it's absolutely fine. Ew. But... Look, embrace the milfness. <laughs> But anyway, um, milfness, milfhood, and she she tells Blitz there was a reason why she didn't keep in touch. She doesn't want to see him ever, and she just disappears through the portal with her own crystal. And Blitz is just left. Hang on, wait. How are I our guys getting into and now? Do they still have the grimoire? Um, no. That Blitz has a crystal. Barbie has a crystal of her own. Which yeah, is... but how did Moxie and Millie get there? Um, they must have used the grimoire. Okay. Right, so... We didn't see the grimoire. Yeah, Moxie goes to Millie and and tells her that she did the hit and he's so proud of her and everything. And they end up having sex on stage, which, remember, they're still considered to be siblings. So this ends up on the... And everybody is sort of, like, watching aghast because it's so hot they can't tear their eyes away, even though they're so disgusted. And they're like, they're incesting in public. And it's just really funny because, of course, they're doing the whole kind of demon tongue and underwear flying everywhere. But at least when they get back to Imp Headquarters... Blitz is more or less forgiven Moxie for doing a shoddy job. He seems to be in a slightly Did say better imp mood. Or IMP? Well, everybody else calls it IMP because, of course, immediate murder professionals. I yeah. always call it imp. It's IMP. I to know, me. I know. Sorry. There's a full stop in. And um, this would probably cause um, annoyance amongst the Luna fans because, again, she hasn't said anything this episode. She's Girl, the asleep. voice actress's I know, partner died. I know, I'm well aware of that, and so should they be by now. But she's asleep on the table, drooling, and just completely oblivious to all of this. So I thought it was terrific. I, I, it was because I've had a really rotten week, so it was the laughs I needed. I, I honestly think this is probably one of the best comedy episodes this season. And I, I, I It's I a just, proper return to form. You say that every there was, time. There was no maudlinness in it. I don't mind the maudlin bits. I do. I mean, I miss Stolas, but of course, they, he I wasn't don't. needed in Not this today. episode. I think they needed a proper imp-focused, yeah, IMP-focused episode. Well, a Moxie and Millie focused episode because yeah. X's and O's was still very much a Moxie episode, while this gives them equal billing for once. Well, yeah, it's Moxie and Millie, but also Blitz. It's it's the the triad, triad, yeah, triad, triad. the unholy trinity of IMP doing yeah. what they do best, which is kicking ass and being funny. Yes. And they stopped kicking ass, so they need to be funny. <laughs> yeah. So, Rach, episode out of five. 
I would give it a I nine. A in my mouth. I would say nine out of five. Oh, sorry. I thought you said out of ten. <laughs> Look, we know Rachel, I can't do math. Rack of maths. Right, okay. Okay. Come on. I would give it a four and a half out of five and a nine out of ten. Does that sound about right? What would it have taken to make it a ten? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Because I'm really not that bothered about the Barbie story. I think story. it would be a 10. For, for me, it's a 10 out of 10 or 5 out of 5. So would you say that you think this is one of the best episodes then? Well, maybe not one of the best ever, ever, ever. But I think it's a cracking episode. I loved it. It was just what I wanted. And it was a wonderful parody of all those god-awful... Um, Spring breaks uh, films. Summer camp movies. Just all that, ooh, it's all about togetherness and fun. And it just ripped all that to pieces <laughs> like summer holidays are there for your life you know i mean face that i would have been moxie i would have been the kid that everybody bullied oh i felt so bad for him though when he was trying to do a number because um millie was backing him up on the get me on the me, banjo me, me, me. and just he was just repelling everybody and they're all just going away and calling him a loser it's like Ugh. see this is something i can't understand i can't understand why it's apparently common practice for people to send their kids hundreds of miles away to stay in some shady camp with a bunch of strangers for weeks on end. It makes no because sense to me. Because kids annoy the parents to fuck. <laughs> and the parents want to have a fuck without the kids around. So this is a licensed way for rich parents to just get rid of the kids for a while. So they can fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure there's more to it than that. Well, I'm sure they play golf and fuck. <laughs> and cook. Mm. and fuck uh. <laughs> and sometimes they have a cookout while playing golf and they fuck why golf though well, you know because they might be into a boring sports like that if they're rich enough to send their kids to a camp because a lot of people were making unnecessary controversy about this episode because they were complaining that it was transphobic or how is it transphobic for fuck's sake because of moxie wearing drag they're both wearing drag. And I it's know. Not, it's not drag, it's not a parody, it's a cool disguise. And also, he's loving it. He's rocking it because he had some people go. I thought Moxie as a girl was cute. I know, exactly. That's probably. So cute. In fact, I think that's. It was the, just, it was the accent that got me. That's the best they've ever looked. I mean, all the vocal fry. I mean, yeah. Millie makes an adorable boy stroke boy. And, boy. and Moxie makes a. Darling Valley Girls. So I, I just loved them. They look so cute. Having all the genders between them. They were just brilliant. Oh, it's a cartoon. Did anybody go, oh, yeah, Bugs Bunny is so I know, that's what it made me think of that. The way that he was moving and everything. Yeah. It did look like... It's like Bugs Bunny dressed up as a Valkyrie. To, to Bugs Bunny. So yeah. I, I just think people are just too willing to be upset about the least thing nowadays. Because they were going, oh, Blitz made hey, him Rach, wear it. careful, we might be cancelled. <laughs> Well, no, Blitz didn't make him wear I know, it. he did it of his own choice and he was loving it. He was expressing his identity. I know. And Millie loved being Millard. And they both kicked ass. And this was a terrific episode and I really can't wait to watch That's it again. It. Frankly, I don't care what gender you present us so long as you get the job done. <laughs> so, I think that's everything, don't you? Yeah, so what are we reviewing next? Wreck Attack? It has been put off far too long. It's Genius Young Lady. This is like the third time we've put it off due to whatever reason. So 
Okay, so come hell, high water or diarrhea, we are reviewing Genius Young Lady. <laughs> Pretty much information. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Tentacles Not on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.